What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another installment of Crime and the Wine. How you? You two of your braids look different than before. It's like the color seems higher than it was last time I saw you. Oh, these two, them two right there. Oh, it's because they normally on this side. There you go. Makes sense. Got it. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> why. <laughs> I know that was random, but I was just looking at it. And I'm like, why are the two colors? Why are the colors so high? Yeah, it's because it's normally on the other side. No. Um, well, how was you? I'm fine. It was a. It's been a weird week. Weird week. Because you know it was a like a short week, but then also it's the last week of school, so it's like one thing after another, and it's just it's been such a strange week trying to like work and do like because like today was field day but then yesterday was the award ceremony and then tomorrow is the dance recital and it's like all these random school things at random times because it's the last week plus trying to work a four-day week which we all know what that's like so well, you know what? I didn't think about this. Since you're on the East Coast and they're still in school at this time, did they have Monday off or no? They did. They did have Monday off. Because you know, here, we're already out of school. Right. Yeah, no, they did have Monday off. I was off Monday too, which is why I said a four-day week. Right. But then it's also the last week of school. <laughs> no, I know so, jobs were doing it. I just didn't know if schools were doing it. Yeah, no, they were. they were off. And um, yeah, both of their schools were closed. It's the last week for both of them. So it's like different activities at different schools. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot happening over here. <laughs> I started laughing because as I was pouring this wine, it sounded like somebody was peeing. So I'm like, well, I didn't even didn't hear it. it that was like a secret <laughs> joke to yourself because I definitely didn't hear it. That's the whole thing. I was like, well, I hope nobody hear that. It sounds no, like somebody's hearing didn't hear that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but how are you? Um, I'm I'm fine as well. Uh as I was showing you, I'm looking into the possibility of looking at, you know, going to other another um, apartment complex. Mm -hmm. That I'm I'm sorry, not a complex, a community. You know, yeah. these new places, they like to call them communities. And I've been looking at that. Uh, I tell you what that 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 chick we was talking to <laughs> when i tell you she was getting your mama <laughs> all the way together the whole tour i was That's just funny. i just bust out laughing she was saying stuff to her at every turn like at one point we went to look at one of the apartments just to see the layout mm -hmm. mama decided she didn't want anything to do with me or the uh, the one i'm showing us the apartments she decided she wanted to do with us. She was like, forget y'all. I don't even want to talk to y'all no more. And she slams the door, right? This girl looked me dead in my eyeball. She said, I don't know why she in that apartment. That one already leased, so she can't even have it. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, mama was mad. She was like, oh, y'all think y'all funny. I'm like, man, get over it. You'll be all right. <laughs> That's funny. So what are you drinking? Um, I just have whisk have bourbon and ginger ale today. I say with an old classic. The old um, classic will be, a, will be a splash, and you know that. No, I'm single momming today, so no splashes, no nothing. That's right. 
right. You are, aren't you? I'm single momming this weekend. So it's no extra, just very basic. So if y'all happen to hear children in the background, it's because they've decided to rebel against me. <laughs> That's what they do. They'll be all right. They will. They'll be all right. They will. Well, I just finished a margarita because I had uh, quesadillas earlier. I had me a shrimp quesadilla, a little salsa, Spanish rice. You know, I was trying to do my thing. So I had margaritas. So that's gone. But now I actually have, I wanted to taste, now y'all know I love Chardonnay. But this time I went a little Pinot Grigio. Little Pinot Grigio. Hmm. But guess who it's from? I'm interested. I can't see those things. Oh, I've had that. I've had that. It's, it's by it's a really good budget one. As you see, it's all gone. Yeah, no, it's a good budget one. I've definitely had it. It's not, it's 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 not it's not bad. Oh, for really those of y'all that's not watching the video, it's cupcake. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I thought I said that. Yeah, cupcake, cupcake. I'm I'm so used to hearing cupcake Moscato. Everybody always talked about that. Mm -hmm. You know, remember that was real big a couple of years back. Mm -hmm. Um so I was like, eh, I feel like it's probably going to be sweet. It's called Cupcake. So I no, tried it. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. And of course, as you guys know, it's no Chardonnay, but it's still not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as partial to Chardonnay as she is, but I do enjoy it. I, I actually do prefer Pinot Grigio to a Chardonnay, but, and as someone who drinks Pinot Grigio regularly, that is a pretty good one, especially if you're on a budget. That's one of the better ones you can buy on a budget. I'm a Chardonnay girl through and through. <laughs> I could go through a whole bottle of Chardonnay in an hour because it just tastes so good. I was just like, oh, it's like juice. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, so what we talk about today. So today. We're going to jump into the long promised episode. We are talking about Dogecoin today. <laughs> the long promised crypto episode, right? <laughs> I told y'all I was going to bring out something about crypto. And this is popping right now. It's happening as we speak. So. Okay. But to start this, I feel like I have to, because me, myself, as somebody who like investigates scams myself. for a living, mm -hmm, me, myself, that me over here, who investigates scams for a living, like this is like my job. And I don't quite <laughs> understand cryptocurrency, right? So I, I feel don't like, understand it. <laughs> and you would think it's a whole ass scam. I should understand it, but I don't 100% understand cryptocurrency. So I figure I'll start this by giving y'all a definition of sorts as to what crypto is before we get into Dogecoin and everything going on over there, right? All right. So cryptocurrency is an encrypted data stream that denotes a unit of currency. So I do, okay. So I know like it's a blockchain, right? And each block is a unit of currency, but the blocks fit together to piece together your transactions, how the currency moves, X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever, right? 
Um, let's see. Let me read what they say, because my definition, it was there, but I don't know how understandable it was. <laughs> um, so it says, it, crypto is monitored and organized by a peer-to-peer -peer network called a blockchain, which also serves a secure ledger of transactions, you know, like buying, selling, transferring. Unlike physical money, cryptocurrencies are decentralized, which means they are not issued by governments or financial institutions. So the point of the cryptocurrency was so that you had a means of um, of exchanging money of sorts without having to deal with federal regulations, which is why it is so hard to do these crime, these like true crime stories on crypto because they're not really regulated by anything, right? Because it's not money issued by a government, so it's not regulated by, you know, like the normal governmental entities like the SEC, the FTC, those type of organizations that would normally, the the mint, that kind of stuff that would normally regulate um, interactions and transactions related to currency because this is not currency issued by a, a government of sorts. It's literally just lives on the internet. It's kind of hard to prosecute these things unless they kind of veer into other territory like some of the early ones, like namely Silk Road has done. And anybody who doesn't know what Silk Road is, like it, was a, um, it was a, a site on the dark web they only traded in crypto like you could only use crypto on this site but you could go in there to buy everything from like drugs to weapons you know what i'm saying like it was really like a black market for all illegal shit but you could only use crypto on this site <laughs> so and i mean that's been busted up and shit like that but unless you get into something like a silk road type situation it's kind of hard to monitor what happens with crypto, which is why they say get into it at your own risk. If you want to talk about cryptos that you may know, you know, there's Ethereum, there's Bitcoin, there's, you know, the more mainstream cryptocurrencies that people are getting into. But there's also a lot of scam ones like the Squid Games coin and the, you know, other ones like that where they kind of get into kind of sketchy territory so like I, I said, mean i don't know like all of it is so foreign it's just like all of it sound like a scam and i understand people saying oh it's not you gotta do this blah 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 but i'm like i just don't get it though and since i don't get it it's it's it, it gives me pause i'm like oh i don't mm, i don't know if i need to be doing that now granted you know it's the same thing that people said when individuals were like credit cards would never work debit mm -hmm. cards aren't a thing i can't believe that blah 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 and then that was just like that's all we know credit cards debit cards that's that's it we know plastic well that's um, the thing so when you use your debit card that is a form of cryptocurrency right because it is it is, it is. money moving along a blockchain it's just this blockchain is tied to your direct bank account so it feels more tangible 
But using a debit card is a form of cryptocurrency because you are exchanging virtual money for good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've I've had and even when you get into and the thing about it is the value of money in and of itself is made up ever since we came off the gold standard, right? It's not backed by anything, it's all made up anyway. And it's easy to say. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, we're used to this scam. So this seems more legitimate than this other scam over here. When in reality, it's all a scam. The credit rating system is a fucking scam. What the money is worth is made up in a fucking scam. Like it's all on the same scam. How can you tell somebody about credit when your ass owe trillions of dollars? Like that don't even make sense. You know, credit was invented in the 80s. It just is what it is. Like, like I know people laugh when we say that. And I'm not the only person saying this in the world. Like, there's even other people that I've heard say this. It like it's if I mean credit was invented in the 80s. It wasn't a thing until the 80s. That's why so many parents don't know what to do when it comes to managing their credit in this at a third because it didn't always exist but it is a trap that's a whole different scam that we can talk about different Girl, but today we're gonna talk about dogecoin right so dogecoin it did it got really popular kind of all of a sudden out of nowhere so let's go in celebrity backing it or something. Let's go into the history of Dogecoin. Okay. That sounds like there's a possibility. Like Ashton so, Kutcher, the one that we did. <laughs> <laughs> so Dogecoin was originally created as a joke by the IBM software engineer Billy Marcus and Adobe software engineer Jackson Palmer. They wanted to create a peer-to-peer digital currency that could reach a broader demographic than Bitcoin. In addition, they wanted to distance it from the other coins, like the Bitcoin, like the other coins that were around at the time, because a lot of them kind of like flopped. And it was just a lot of volatility and, you know, kind of skepticism around Bitcoin and the other things like it. So they were trying to distance themselves from the such. Um, So they officially launched December 6th of 2013. And within the first 30 days, there was over a million visitors to, do- to Dogecoin.com. <laughs> Palmer is credited with making the idea a reality. At the time, he was a member of the Adobe Systems Marketing Department in Sydney. He had purchased the domain Dogecoin.com and added a splash screen, which featured the coin's logo and scattered Comic Sans text. It was literally just like the logo and a bunch of random writing in this goofy ass font. Like it's just like the like word art. It was yes, he did it in Comic Sans. Oh my gosh. Marcus reached out to Palmer after seeing the site and started the efforts to develop the currency. Marcus had designed Dogecoin's protocol based on existing cryptocurrencies lucky coin and litecoin which use script technology in their proof of work algorithm and the proof of work algorithm 
because there's a lot of terms in here. So I want to make sure people like understand to follow the story. So the proof of work algorithm is a form of crypt cryptographic proof in which one party proves to others that a certain amount of specific computational efforts has been expended. It just it's just there to say that you did what you said you did. <laughs> it was a lot of, a lot of words, $10 words to say you did what you said you did. <laughs> <laughs> so the script means miners can't use SHA 256 Bitcoin mining equipment, which is a special type because you have to mine for like Bitcoins and crypto or whatever. And there's a special type of equipment that this particular software can't use when they're trying to mine for more of the crypto coins that are out there. And instead they gotta use the dedicated FPGA or A6 device for mining, which are more complex to produce an actual coin. So it just takes more work. The software they have to use because of the type of coin that they developed and the way they developed the script, it takes more work to mine a coin, but that's kind of the appeal because it's like there's fewer, so it's more exclusive. You know, you know how Americans are with exclusivity. If it's exclusive, right? <laughs> that's Absolutely. all that matters. That is all that matters. <laughs> if it's exclusive, they want to be a part. On December 19, 2013, now mind you, it launched December 6, December 19th of the same year. So two, two weeks, 13 days technically later. 16 days. How long you say? Didn't I say the 6th? Yeah, December 6th, and it's the 19th. So yeah, you're right, 13. In my mind, I said the 3rd. <laughs> Either way. So yes. Yeah, Either way, that's short as shit. Nah, I'll be high, so that's why I don't be remembering what I'm saying. That's all right. I'll be judging. It's fine. So 13 days later, Dogecoin's value jumped nearly 300% in 72 hours. So basically from the 17th to the 19th, they had a 300% jump in value. It went from 0. 0.00026 2.00095. <laughs> yes, we know that's less than a penny. But for a new coin, that's a lot, right? Anything that jumped 300%, it doesn't matter how small, how minute the ending number is. If it's 300%, that's 300%. It's, but they're also mining billions of Dogecoin a day. So if there's that's billions what I'm saying. a day trading, that's a good That's what I'm saying. So it doesn't matter what it started out to be. If it's 300%, like that's, that's a huge jump. That's huge jump. Mm -hmm. So their big growth occurred during a time when Bitcoin and many other cryptos were reeling from Chinese decisions to forbid Chinese banks from investing in the Bitcoin economy. So China can't be a part of this. And that's when Dogecoin really took off once China said they can't be a part of this. But it was because it wasn't a Bitcoin or a Litecoin or, you know, one of the ones that were already on the radar. This is the underground rebel one, right? It was the first meme coin because they really did start this out to be a joke on crypt about what crypto was. I don't, 
it was one of those things that was like, I to me, to me, this is in my own opinion, me, myself, and I, this ain't come from nobody but my brain. I say this is one of those things they was like, we're gonna start a crypto. But we're gonna say it's a joke crypto. So if it don't work, we don't look stupid. That's huh. how it felt to that's, me. That's probably exactly what it was. <laughs> you can always fall back on ha ha. I told y'all it was a joke from the beginning. <laughs> so three days after their 300% jump, Dogecoin experienced its first major crash by dropping by 80% due to the event and to large mining pools exploiting the small amount of computing power required at the time to mine Dogecoin. So because so many people were trying to mine it, they kept crashing, which made the value crash like wildly, right? And, you know, it's kind of a bunch of up and down, up and down. And Jane, let's see. Actually, I kind of have to go through it. Like, major shit be happening with them. Uh, this sounds chaotic and crazy all freaking ready. Man. I mean, that's the, that's the life of crypto, right? Like, crypto is so up and down and so volatile. That is one of those things where it's like, if you... All right, so this is my opinion on crypto. To me, cryptocurrency is where we're headed because every day we become an increasingly cashless society. So whether it's crypto in the sense of you're using your debit card or your credit card and using virtual money that way, or if it's one of these coins, we're going to get there eventually, right? I look at the crypto market no different than the stock market it's all a gamble and people are making up what this shit is worth anyway i also say if you choose to jump into the crypto market full disclosure i do own cryptocurrency i own a couple different coins right if you choose to get into the cryptocurrency market I say two things. One, if you're not a coder, you're never going to fully understand it. <laughs> That's just the it of it all. What, as I'm talking, I might sound authoritative, but there's large sections of this that I just do not get, and it's fine. I can explain it on the most basic of levels, just based on the research that I've done, but there's large swaps of this that I just do not get. Same with NFTs. I can explain it on the most basic of levels based on the research that I've done, but I'm not a coder. There's a lot of technical shit that I just don't get. <laughs> terms and everything. <laughs> terms, processes, things of that nature. So there's that. <laughs> if you're not a coder, computer engineer, or something of the sort, you're never going to fully understand it. But also, just do research on the coin you're trying to buy before you buy one, right? I'm never going to be one to say, don't buy crypto or do or do. I ain't going to say what to do with your money. But if you're a novice to the cryptocurrency world, I say sticking to ones that you know that have proven themselves to be more legitimate. I can't say you know anything because we don't. 
we don't even know if the dollar is going to be worth shit when we wake up in the morning. So that's very, very true. Like we can't say we know anything, but the ones that have proven themselves to be more reliable, like a Bitcoin, like an Ethereum, like, and there's a couple other, I think Litecoin is still one that's out trading pretty well. And, you know, things of that nature, just be weary of these like kind of fly by night coins. Because Dogecoin, if you think about it, really did come out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. You talk about the shit grew in 300% in 48 yeah. hours. Yeah. And the even if that? I think about when I was hearing about people buying Dogecoin, like it came so fast, but it like disappeared just as quickly. We'll get there. <laughs> well, that's also what happens when something comes fast, it should go fast. Like it's not, it's not about to last. We didn't really put thought into this for real, for real. Yep. So, December 25th, 2013, the first major theft of Dogecoin occurred when millions of coins were stolen during a hack on the online cryptocurrency wallet platform Doge Wallet. The hacker gained access to the platform's file system, modified its send receive page to send any and all coins to a static address. The hacking incident spiked tweets about Dogecoin, making it the most mentioned altcoin on Twitter at the time, even though it was negative, whatever. People were still talking about it. And they say uh, all publicity is good publicity. Uh, any press is good press. That's what they say. To me, myself, I don't believe in that. Just like I'm I don't saying, me myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a tick of speech. I can't help it. You don't have to say both. <laughs> I do it all the time. It's a it's a speech it's a speech tick. I don't know why. <laughs> I literally do it all the time. I do it at work. I do it everywhere. <laughs> you the only person never say anything about it. <laughs> the funny thing is, I know we go off on tangent sometimes. The reason I say something about it is because this guy used to. Well, I still know. He say one of the things that he hates when he hear people say me myself personally so now every time i hear people say those words right maybe two of them or all three it gets me it just brings it back and how mad he got when people would say that <laughs> so to help the people that lost the funds on doge wallet after the breach the doge coin community like the people it's something about that sentence that is very funny to me but it's almost always funny when people, funny in a very sad, tragic, I hate this place kind of way, when people step in to funny, cover. sad, tragic, and hate all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's it, when people step in to help cover corporate liability that's just it's just one of those things that is just like i laugh at the level of loyalty to this company that we know damn well will replace you the second you die the second but also in it's like in a sad tragic i hate this place way because it's like what the fuck why are y'all multi-million dollar corporations looking to y'all employees to cover up y'all fucking fuck ups like y'all could just pay the shit and not look at y'all fucking ain't no goddamn community bitch pay them people their money back like, 
It's real convenient that oh now all of a sudden you have no money to fix this shit. But we we wasn't a community when it came time for raises. But right. now when some shit that's goes what down, I'm saying. A community and a family, and, bitch, fuck you. Like real convenient. Just, whenever that, but that's also how I feel when I go to the drugstore or whatever, and they have that. You want to round up your purchase for this charity? No, bitch, because not because I don't care about the charity. Cause I'll get it on my own, but bitch, you're not gonna take. You you're not round gonna it up. twice as much money to get the bigger tax write off off of my donation. You're not giving me shit. Like, like you're That's taking, what I'm saying. You can do it if you want to change my five dollars and sixty five cent into uh six dollars by adding the right. thirty five cent on there. Be my damn guest, nigga. But, but basically, your you're gonna take all the stuff, all the chains that people round up, and you're gonna add it all up, and that like you'll match whatever the customers raise or what have you. But you're not gonna just write off what you put in. You're gonna write off all of it, and whether they match it or not. Whether they match it or not. So now you got this big ass corporate tax break for charitable donations that had at least half of it you didn't even fucking make. Fuck you. No. That's very, very true. And the funny thing is, I don't even think a lot of people even realize that. They look at it as, well, I'm doing it because of I'm the, out of kindness of my heart. And it's like, nah. So donate directly to the organization. Right. Don't, donate, like, don't do it through those stores and stuff. If you want to donate, donate directly to the organization because one, you know exactly what you're donating and where the money's going even though one can argue about the corporate structure of nonprofits, but that's a whole different conversation for a different day. But you know the money's going to them, not through some third party, and you get the tax write-off. Versus this, versus Walgreens or CVS or wherever the fuck else, where as soon as you go in there, they're going to act like you a fucking criminal anyway. We ain't going to go down that road. On that note, let's go ahead and get back to this story. Let's go back to the other <laughs> point. Now. Sorry, it was a tangent. I got, I got I got passionate. I think she got a little heated, y'all. When they said the Doge community started an, an initiative, <laughs> it, it it sent me off. Anyway, it so the community started an initiative called Save Dogemas to help donate coins to those who had them stolen. About a month later, enough money was donated to cover all the coins that was stolen. So basically, everybody got their money back and those going to have to pay shit. Not that it's their fault they got hacked, but God damn it, you're the corporation. Right. In January 2014, the trading value of Dogecoin briefly surpassed that of Bitcoin and all other cryptocurrencies combined. This is when shit started to really take off. People was talking about Dogecoin real heavy, and it's just like, I don't know. However, its market capitalization remains substantially behind that of Bitcoin. Initially, Dogecoin was featured a randomized reward that is received for each mining block. However, March 2014, this behavior was later updated to a static block reward. It's just something you get for mine, something extra you get for mining the Dogecoin. Because everybody can't do it. You got to have a super powerful computer to mine to mine cryptocurrency anyway. Because it takes so much power to mine. Like you can't just take your Mac and just say, I'm a mine cryptocurrency. 
Now nah, you gotta have like a special built fucking computer because it's so much goddamn power, so much server space to mine cryptocurrency that is it's really like you literally have to buy a special computer that runs all day and all night and also have a coin to pay that electric bill is gonna come with this shit because this shit's expensive. I can't even hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes. I said not the electric bill. I mean, yes, the electric bill got to get paid. How are you going to keep mining if you don't pay the electric bill? <laughs> so in 2015, Jackson Palmer, who was one of the co-founders, he left the cryptocurrency community and had no plans to return. He said he ain't, he not coming over there. Because he, he's decided that cryptocurrency, although he originally believed it was conceived as a libertarian alternative to money, he later decided it's fundamentally exploitive and built to enrich its top proponents. His co-founder, Billy Marcus, agreed that his position was generally valid. He like, yeah, but I'm over here getting this crypto money. So <laughs> fuck my <laughs> conscience. <laughs> On during December 2017, 2018, the cryptocurrency bubble, you know, when all of them was like super high in that time, because everything has a bubble. It rises, it pops, it falls, it goes, everything has a bubble. Dogecoin briefly reached a peak of 0. 0.017 per coin on January 7th, January 7, 2018, putting this total market capitalization near about $2 billion. July 2020, the price of Dogecoin spike following a, a TikTok trend aimed at getting Dogecoin to a dollar. <laughs> These TikTok trends, I guess that was a good one. I guess. In January so January 2021, Dogecoin went up over 800% in 24 hours, attaining the price of 0 0.07. So it was like seven cents a coin. Remember, it went from less than one cent to seven cents a coin. Yes, that's a yet again another huge jump. As a result of attention from Reddit users, partially encouraged by Elon Musk and the Game Shops, GameStop short squeeze, which is a whole nother scam. Oh, that was some shit. And let's see. In February 2021, Dogecoin hit a new high of eight cents per coin, following Twitter encouragement from Musk, Snoop Dogg, and Gene Simmons. In March of 2021, Mark Cuban announced his that his NBA team, the Dallas Mavericks, would allow purchasing tickets and products with Dogecoin. Within two days, Cuban had declared his franchise had become the top Dogecoin merchant, having carried out 20,000 transactions in two damn days. In April 2021, Dogecoin and other cryptocurrencies surged, simulating in part by the direct listing for, for a cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase on April 14th, which I'm sure a lot of y'all have heard of. Um, Coinbase is a crypto market. 
mostly reputable. They tend to do research on the currencies that they do carry. Some get through, but for the most part, they're relatively reputable. Um, I think it is a good place to start if you want to get into the crypto market. But again, get into it with caution and information. That is literally all the advice that I have for you. <laughs> it's caution and information. Just because, I mean, it's like, while I'm all for embracing new technologies, new trends, new things, new that, and I do, I do, I don't understand, like, I'm not against creating a different type of currency if it is functional, right. just because, again, our paper money is a scam ever since we came off of the gold standard anyway. They're just deciding what is worth. They just print more and then, you know, all types of bullshit happens. So I'm not, I'm not against using a form of currency that is not tied to the Federal Reserve because the Federal Reserve is a fucking scam. But Did we talk about that already? If we I did, don't even remember. If we didn't, we're going to. The Federal Reserve is a goddamn scam. Just look at what they did <laughs> to the fucking post office. If you don't know, <laughs> that's something to look up to see what they did to the goddamn post office. To the United States Postal Service. And while they, in 1997, they own the cycling team, and in 2022, they cannot fix their goddamn trucks. That's a bonus. <laughs> it's homework. Not homework. <laughs> <laughs> but I again, caution. Caution. That's all I got to say. Just caution. There's a lot of, a lot of, it's, People who create cryptos are like club promoters. A lot of niggas say they do it, but not a lot of niggas can prove they do it. It's just you know, I be careful. You say club promoters. How many people you know be handing out flyers? Talking about they. I mean, just because I know it to be true does not mean you have to necessarily use that. I'm just saying it's one the same. Like they all say they do it, but can you prove it? Not really. <laughs> It'd be like this, you know. Love damn promoters. Okay. <laughs> In April 2021, Dogecoin and other crypto surge, simulating in part by the direct listings of crypto on Coinbase, like I said, on April 14th, although the platform did not trade Dogecoin. By listing other cryptos, it did garner interest towards the ones that they didn't list, like Dogecoin. Its price first reached 10 cents on April 14th before hitting a new high of 45 cents on April 16th. So it went up 400% in a week. And this is starting from being less than a penny. Less than and a now penny. Now we up to 45 cents. Yeah. With the volume of nearly 70 billion traded in the preceding 24 hours. So $70 billion in Dogecoin was preceded in a day. At the time, Dogecoin's market capitalization approached about 50 billion, making it the fifth highest value crypto, with its value increasing more than 7,000% year to date. So in one year. These numbers are just ridiculously huge. How in the hell are people believing this stuff? Again, 
it's the same as what happened with GameStop. That's a whole nother. Matter of fact, I'll run through GameStop quickly at the end of this because that's a, it's the same type of scam, but you know. Um, interest in Dogecoin contributes to an outage on Robinhood. <laughs> on Robinhood, you know, the stock app. Yeah. Uh-huh. They have a crypto platform as well. And April 15th, because of the unprecedented demand of Dogecoin, their crypto system went down, prompting concerns of experts about a nearing speculative bubble in the crypto market. May 4th, 2021, the value of Dogecoin surpassed the symbolic hurdle of 50 cents a greater than 20,000% increase in one year. (laughs) May 8th, 2021, despite, or maybe because of. One of the same. Yeah. Cases of a surge in interest in Dogecoin resulted directly from Elon Musk's appearance on Saturday Night Live. They, that's what they expected to happen, right? Elon Musk, because he's been like Dogecoin cheerleader number one, right? He's been tweeting about it. He's telling everybody to get involved. He's been, and they were like, oh, he's going to go on Saturday Night Live and Dogecoin going to really pop, right? That didn't happen. It dropped 34% to from 71 cents at the opening of the show to below 47 cents 45 minutes later wait 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 wait. so it had the exact opposite effect Mm -hmm. what the hell did he do on damn saturday night live i mean elon musk is lex luthor in real life so well i don't understand that reference the villain from Spider-Man. <laughs> that would be why I did not understand said reference. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a real life super villain. So the funny thing is, I actually remember like still shots of him on uh, SNL. Yeah, I don't watch is, SNL. Elon Musk is one of those people like people either really really stand for him or really understand that he's a super villain, but there's no in between. I understand nothing about him. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah. But I think part of the reason why people stand for Elon Musk, they think he invents things and he really doesn't. He didn't invent anything. He didn't invent the Tesla. He bought it. He did. He bought the he bought the company that was already making the Tesla and then came in and made some changes to it. He didn't have anything to do with the development of PayPal. He bought it. He bought it after it was already developed. I mean, you know, PayPal is what it is. But Elon Musk doesn't develop anything. He just buys things. He was already wealthy and he has spent... Elon Musk is the ultimate capitalist, right? He doesn't contribute anything to society. He just buys things and then pushes them at a higher cost than what he bought them for. He's the ultimate capitalist.
Jesus, which may be why people stand for him, but that actually makes complete and total sense. Yeah, that may be why people stand for him, but like me myself, I see that he's totally Lex Luthor and I'm straight. <laughs> and he's just kind of horrible, like super transphobic, but says he's not. And then I don't know, usually where there's transphobia, there's usually homophobia, and then racism usually runs right up behind that because that train ain't never late. Okay. And- well, you you done, you done went to just, you didn't make him a racist out of nowhere? I didn't make him that. I'm just saying, <laughs> whether he acts on them or not, the thing, the way I see it, this, okay. this is how I see things. If you're capable of hating one group of people because of something about them that has nothing to do with you, you're capable of hating another. So I just, to me, if you're carrying around this blanket of transphobia and you're wearing it very, very proudly like a cape, I know racism is in there somewhere. Because you literally hate a group of people think something ain't got shit to do with you. <laughs> it literally has shit to do with you. Like, what does it, what does what this person decided to call themselves, dress, present, or whatever else have to do with you? Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. just saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can see if he ran up and kicked your dog, and then you just like, I hate this kicked bitch. Kicked your dog? But... Is because I don't understand hating somebody who's never done shit to you. Like these, you are just. I existing. agree with that statement. It's like they're just existing, and I just I like do agree if with you're that able statement. to hate one group for just existing. You're it's it's in you to hate all of them for just existing. You more so are saying it's not far fetched. If you've already know. shown it at one point, it's not far fetched for everything. It's not else. far off that it that it's in there somewhere. Okay, regardless, that, that's that's I'm, a different statement. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yes, again, very high. So you gotta follow the But no, that's that's just how I feel. Like it's because I mean, literally has nothing to do with you. Okay. So so yeah, they dropped hella. So by the following morning, Dogecoin had hit a low of 40 cents. Which was a cumulative drop over one day of 43.6%, which was about $35 billion in value. But I mean, that's that's nothing compared to what their growth was in like those short periods of time. Not at all. So May 9th, 2021, SpaceX, another one of Elon Musk's companies that he did not develop, he just bought announced a rideshare mission to the moon, completely funded by Dogecoin. You remember this? I remember this. I absolutely do. (laughs) Thus becoming the first space mission funded by crypto. Elon Musk confirmed the news on Twitter. Doge One will be a minor 40 kilogram rideshare payload on, you know, the mission, on a mission in Q1 2022. So let's take off the beginning of this year. On August 14, 2021, the Dogecoin Foundation announced the reestablishment of the Dogecoin Foundation. 
<laughs> that is such a funny statement to me. The reestablishment of the Dogecoin. Okay. The foundation announced that we reestablishing, girl. We, that's like you coming out and announcing your own rebranding. That is just hilarious. <laughs> Why is that hilarious to you? Because it's like stepping out on the stage, like, girl, I know I was this person, but I'm still that person, but it's 2.0. Like, it's- you are an idiot. I want you to know that, okay? <laughs> That is what this feels like to me. It's like Dogecoin Foundation 2.0. It's like they came out and said, new, me- new year, new me, y'all. Like, it's- <laughs> that's what this felt like. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so they had a renewed focus on supporting the Dogecoin ecosystem community and promoting the future of the Dogecoin blockchain. The foundation was reinvigorated by the addition of its board of notable advisors, such as the Ethereum co-founder and inventor and a representative for Elon Musk. So again, like I said, it was the first meme coin. So it wasn't really taken serious by mainstream media or financial experts. This particular crypto has had a long history of scams. It sounded like it. Like I said, the fact it that they, was, like, the jumps and shit that keeps happening, the jump and then the fall and jumping, it's like, how quickly it's happening. I, like, it sounded like a joke. But it, it was one of the early coins used on Silk Road, which is why I mentioned it earlier. So it already was a tie, was tied to that. Um, commentators have said that it, Dogecoin was a form of a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Critics allege that Dogecoin investors who purchased Dogecoins early on have a large financial incentive to draw others into purchasing more Dogecoin in order to drive the price up, therefore benefiting the early investors significantly at the direct expense of later purchases. Dogecoin does not have a supply cap like other cryptos like Bitcoin, which is capped at 21 million coins. Dogecoin has instead has a deliberately stable deterministic inflation rate of 10,000 Dogecoin per block with the block time of one minute. Exactly 5 billion new Dogecoin will be created and into circulation every year. Which, honestly, because of the... It's like Dogecoin is one of those ones that it's like, yeah, we're crypto, we're exclusive, but they're really not. And they're kind of flooding the market. So their value is really, and that's where we get into Ponzi scheme territory because their value is is more so determined by how many people buy it versus a valuation based on what's available. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, who gives a shit if you got a big inventory? If don't nobody want it, that inventory don't nobody matter. want it. So, because it's like with Bitcoin, it's 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 still super volatile. Like, I'm no crypto is steady, but Bitcoin is one of the more steady ones. But that's because people know there's an end date, so they're more likely to buy and hold at least for a time and ride out the waves of it just because they know we there's only so much same with ethereum there's only so much and all the cryptos that are capped at a certain 
number of coins. And like once these coins get into circulation, that's it, that's all, they tend to be a little less volatile. Not not volatile because they are still like I I do not want to leave anyone with the impression that the crypto market is stable. It is not. It is too new. That's, that's anything. The stock market not stable. No, nothing stable right now, given the right. the economy with inflation and everything else. But also, crypto crypto is entirely too new to even halfway be considered stable. So I'm not giving that impression, but you do have safer bets in crypto with more established coins and coins with a cap like a Bitcoin or an Ethereum or a Litecoin or something of that sort. Usually the ones that are on Coinbase, there's a reason why they didn't carry Dogecoin. (laughs) (laughs) So Elon Musk, was an early proponent of of Dogecoin. He frequently used his Twitter to express his views on Dogecoin. Some have said his actions led to market manipulation because, of course, if Elon Musk said it, his followers don't jump on it because they like, he did it, so I can't let me follow and figure out how he got here, right? Right, right, right. Um. But because the price of Dogecoin frequently experiences price movement shortly after Dogecoin-related tweets by Musk, this is why he was accused of that. But unlike with stocks, because it's crypto and it's not regulated, those actions aren't really illegal. So, you know, he he would be brought up on charges if he was manipulating the stock market, but because it's not regulated, there's no criminal charges he could be brought up on. This is why these crypto stories were so hard to tell and also why they're super, super interesting. <laughs> um, Musk and his promotion of Dogecoin have, have been criticized by Jackson Palmer, who was the co-founder of Dogecoin. And he's called Musk a self-absorbed grifter. Uh, I'm sorry, a self-absorbed what now? Grifter. He called him grifter? a grifter. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hell is a damn called- grifter. You know, like what you call a street performer. Like he, he said, although I respect the street performer. I love a street performer. You hustle how you hustle. But we all know, especially when you go out to Vegas, the niggas that be trying to say $50 to get into 17 clubs. Like y'all just trying to get over. We know what it is. It's fine. It's all good. So Musk's first Dogecoin related tweet occurred in December, on December 20th, 2020. He tweeted one word, Doge. That's all he said. Didn't he end up buying Twitter too? He is trying to, but I think he's going to watch. I think he's kind of walking that back. I don't know. He's weird because it's like he was going to buy Twitter, but then it was like, I want to buy Twitter to shut it down. But then it was, I don't know. He's being very strange on Twitter. I think he realized that buying Twitter was a stupid ass thing because Twitter don't make no money. Literally, Twitter makes no fucking money. It's actually a giant waste of money and kind of successful. But it's like, yeah, I I do not tweet. People on Twitter are mean unnecessarily. It's like they get their rocks off on being mean to strangers. It's very strange to me. I do not tweet. I do not stay over there. And I am someone who uses her words as a living. I know 
that other people say that people who don't like Twitter are because they're not as intellectually developed as other people. I am quite developed intellectually and I also hate Twitter. The jumps that people make. like So I have to be basically to some extent illiterate so because I don't want to sit here and go back and forth with you on a random ass social media site with a random motherfucker I don't know. Now, mind you, I prefer Instagram. Not because I think I'm particularly interested to look at, but because I do makeup. <laughs> particularly interesting to look at. I have a very average face. So this is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I mean, every day somebody tells me I look like somebody else. I have a very run-of-the-mill face. And it's fine. It's not a big deal. It's fine. That, my friend, is comedy. I know who I am. It is what it is. But it's also, I I don't dislike Twitter because I can't keep up intellectually. I'm fine there. I dislike Twitter because I don't like to be in spaces where people get off on being mean. Hmm. That's just, that's why I stay away from Twitter. Well, alrighty then. Because Instagram comments I can delete. Once a tweet go viral, goddamn, it just is. <laughs> I like, it's just is what it is. That shit takes <laughs> off in no time. I've had that happen to me. That's true. The right person retweets you and the shit goes every goddamn where. I'm still getting tweets about this tweet from like three years ago. Like it's mm-hmm. it's too much. So <laughs> I, you know, I just stay away from Let's get back to this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there was a series of Dogecoin related tweets by Musk in early February 2021 in which he captioned them, Dogecoin is the people's crypto and no highs, no lows, only Doge. Following these tweets, the value rose 40%. That just pissed me off. (laughs) That just made me mad. Like I got money over there. That just pissed me off. So Elon Musk is super involved, right? Mm-hmm. So now let's get to why we're here. Oh, dang, we just now getting to that. <laughs> so, Dogecoin is currently under investigation okay. because it has been tied to a number of illegal acts. Um, Blockchain blockchain analytics from Elliptic, which is a company that obviously evaluates blockchain transactions over the different coins, claim to have discovered proof that the famous meme coin, you know, I told you Dogecoin is called the meme coin because they said it started as a joke, Mm -hmm. was being utilized by criminals as payments for millions of dollars worth of illicit activity. Is being increasingly linked to illegal conduct such as financial financial financing. Oof, my words wasn't working. <laughs> financing of terrorism, Ponzi schemes, and even the more troubling sex, child sex abuse material, and other things of the sort, according to analytics by Elliptic. 
But I mean, how much can you really control in regards to what people are doing with their money? Like, why is that directly tied to that specific company? Um, well, this is the thing about crypto. You can control where it can be spent. Because crypto, because like these coins are blockchain coins, you have to make deals with different companies, organizations, people to accept it as a form of payment, whether you make the deal directly or there, because there has to be some type of software and stuff in place to finance the trade. Usually that software comes directly from the company. Well, I can understand that. I'm more so saying like, why would mom be held accountable as the company if I sent you money to do blah, 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 which was illegal? Like, why is that on her? Well, I'm so this is the, this is where it gets iffy when it comes to these cryptos, right? Okay because they're not regulated by any type of federal organization. Like with the Federal Reserve, right? There's clearly stated bounds on what you can and cannot do with this money because it's backed by laws. And it's, you know, because this money is backed by laws, there's clearly stated things and there's clear ways of tracing who had what? Because like if you go there, I mean, to an extent there is, right? Because like if you go to the bank and get $100, right? Mm-hmm. There's a record that you came to the bank and got $100. Mm-hmm. If you then later go and buy $100 worth of crack and you get busted with $100 worth of crack, there's a clear chain of progress. You know what I'm saying? We can establish this. When it comes to crypto, there's no way to really establish who the users are. And I can understand that. Again, to me, I just feel like, why does that fall back onto the company? Because they need a place to trace it to. That's the, whenever illegal acts are being committed, it they get charged in one of two ways, right? Either the person committing the act or the person who had knowledge of and did not stop said act from being committed. But they don't have knowledge of. They do. They, they just don't go to somebody. They don't know what it's for. They know where it, I mean, you know who the somebody is. You know where it's going. Like, but don't, you don't know what it's for. You know, but you know what Silk Road is, right? You know what's being bought on Silk Road. Ain't shit legal happening on Silk Road. <laughs> you know that. And you're not blocking your currency from being used there under this like faux libertarian idea of this free exchange of currency, right? But because you, I'm not saying I agree or disagree, because you know I <laughs> 90% of the time do not agree with the Justice Department, but this is where we are. And this is also downside of dealing in crypto because yeah, it might be a couple niggas doing some illegal shit and then your shit get fucked up, man. They shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just happens like that. 
So about 50 high profile crimes have been assisted by Dogecoin. Because that is the other part. Because this is that's the part that gets a lot of government sanction. Because if your money is knowingly going to fund terrorist organizations, drug cartels, whether you gave it to them or not, you didn't stop it. You knew it was happening. You didn't stop it. That's how a lot of governments get caught up with UN sanctions, human right, human rights violations, that kind of stuff. Because it's like y'all are knowingly and willingly providing funds to organizations that do X, Y, Z. And that's kind of how they hit Dogecoin. It's like a RICO charge, right? You ain't got to be okay. there. You got to be a part. I get it. Because, <laughs> you know, with a RICO charge, you ain't got to be in the room when the crime was committed. You just got to be a part that's of the organization that committed the crime. That's very, very true. <laughs> Notable crimes include the plus token Ponzi scheme, which resulted in confiscation of more than $20 million worth of Dogecoin by the Chinese police and the suspected theft of $119 million worth of Dogecoin in connection with a Turkish Ponzi scheme last year. So they use- Ponzi schemes every damn where. Yeah, a lot of the Dogecoin is being used in Ponzi schemes. Um, a lot of extremists, a lot of hackers, like a lot of Dogecoin is used on the black market, right? And they're aware of this, <laughs> which is how more and more stuff is coming out, but they also can't 100% figure out how to necessarily charge them criminally, which is where the civil suit comes in. Yes. So on December 14, 2021, Dogecoin spiked more than 20% after Elon Musk said that Tesla would accept the currency as a means of payment for Tesla merchandise. I remember when that happened too. So on June 16, 2022, last Thursday. Okay. <laughs> Elon okay. was named in a complaint seeking damages of $258 billion. Billion with the B? That's just with so much God doggone money. The complaint was filed in federal court in Manhattan by plaintiff Keith Johnson. Johnson cited Musk's repeated use of his massive social influence to promote the altcoin, which he claims artificially increased the price. So as it stands today, Dogecoin stands at about six cents a coin. Oh, from, wasn't it like 70-something cents? It was. It's up 3.21% to yesterday. It's, well, it, as of 2.55 p.m., it was at 0. 0.64. So <laughs> Yesterday? 2.55 p.m. today. Today, got it. It's been jumping between 6.2 6, and 6.4. So there was a point when... Let's see. January 16, Dogecoin was at 18%. If that tells you how far we've fallen. 
I mean, just the fact that it was at 70 some odd percent, I mean, 70 some odd cent, and then now it's nowhere near. Yeah. Um, it's Tesla and SpaceX are also named in this lawsuit <laughs> because so basically what is happening is because it's so hard to file criminal charges where crypto is concerned because they're not federally regulated so the same laws uh, the the laws of the fed don't apply granted the laws of the land still do but it's not regulated in the same way the federal reserve does. like you couldn't take your debit card and put it into silk road and think shit gonna pop because that's just not gonna pop <laughs> although silk road has been shut down in the founder of that is also in jail we could talk about that another day it's just so it's just always something <laughs> but it's it because it's hard to go after a lot of these crypto things like you can go after the theft of crypto but when you get into crypto funding illegal activities it's kind of hard to go after it under any sec or Federal Reserve regulations. So they then it then turns into a lot of civil suits because their claim, you know, because of claims of market manipulation, which is why Elon Musk is a part of the suit. And um me myself, I think they're gonna win. I do, I don't think they're gonna get what they're asking for, but I do think a settlement is gonna happen because you can directly tie the timing of a tweet about Dogecoin from Elon Musk to a rise in the value in the market. So one can state it is market manipulation because wouldn't you want it to get it to its highest value possible before announcing that your company is going to accept it as payment for merchandise? Right, that's true, that's true. So it is... It, I mean, you can, it is easy to make the case of market manipulation, especially when it comes to Elon Musk, SpaceX, Tesla, because though this coin was a form, the primary form of payment that they took. The SpaceX thing? Yeah, even with the, if you wanted to go on like the SpaceX, at, which I don't even know that more than one has left the ground, but. <laughs> I would. That, I mean, I don't. Would you go to space? I would. That seems like a badass idea. I would. I wouldn't pass the test because I have asthma. But if I, I could like, pass the test, yes. I'd be like, what's his name? Uh, Amazon. I'd just go to the lobby of space and come back. Yeah, because it was the whole SpaceX versus Blue River Flame, whatever the fuck Bezos was calling his shit. It was Blue. Just take, just take me to the lobby. Let me walk in the building real quick, and I'm out. Like I'm not. I'm not gonna stay up there. Are you fucking crazy? No, I do. I do want to go to space. I do. Fuck space. I step in that bitch for two and a half seconds. Be like, oh, okay, that's what I look like, and then take me home. Not take me home. Okay. <laughs> Is this space out there? It's just black as shit. Like, what the fuck? Look at this. It's, it's some shit. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm good. Now we can go home. I'm scared of heights. I'm going to be scared of shit coming back home. So, can we please go? <laughs> wow. That'll be me. That'll be me like a bonfire. 
You know what? I don't even want to go to the lobby. You know how they had two double doors? Just take me into the first door so I can see the shit. Oh, doors. that's what they look like. And then turn around. The double doors. You know what I'm talking about? The two sets that they have in banks. <laughs> yeah. Just take me. Just take me in one. I ain't got to go into the second one. Just need a little quick, quick glimpse. Oh, ah, okay. Now take me home, please. I do want to go to space. I do. Nope. Not me. So I, you know, I briefly talked about that's that's what's going on with Dogecoin. As I said, this just happened last Thursday, so it's still playing out. So this is a case y'all can follow. Um also is like a Aside, that's kind of related. I did mention the USBS, and I said I would give y'all a brief update on the homework y'all should do. So, if you want to know why the USBS don't have no money, it is because the USPS is mandated. Hold on. Let me get the words right. Definitely had issues with money. I can tell you that. So, all right. So, the USPS has about $120 billion in unfunded pension and other post employment benefit liabilities. But this is why they did lose a lot of money. They lost 77 billion because of declining mail volumes from 2007 to 2019. But they also have to, so there's the, there's some new bills that are out there, but because of an old bill that was put in place, the reason why it is said that they have so much unfunded is because according to this bill that was put in place, I believe in 2001, if I'm not mistaken, when y'all do y'all homework, y'all can tweet me or Instagram comment me or whatever and tell me if I'm wrong. But I believe it was from 2001 that stated that the USPS had to have 50 years worth of pension fully funded. So there's a very large USPS pension fund. They said it's 80% funded. So it's about 50 million short of the 50 year fully funded pension guide. But they have pensions funded for people who aren't even born yet. That's a lot of God doggone money. Because if you think about it, you have to be 65 to retire. Yes. Uh, right. 67, 67. Okay, 67. To retire and get your full pension, right? Yes. If you start working at 20, 
and you stay at the post office for 47 years, they have had your pension fully funded from the time you started. And given that they have to have 50 years of pension fully fu funded, which means each year that goes past is another year they have to have add on right. of fully funded pensions. There's, they literally have pension people who have not been born yet. <laughs> if you think about the most recent round of pension funding, which they're well behind, they haven't done this since like 2010. They're very well behind. We have to, because again, they lost $77 billion between 2007 and 2019, which is why they no longer sponsor the bike, the bicycling team in the Tour de France or whatever else, you know, Lance Armstrong and all of them. But, why you got to mention Lance? Because he was the, the front runner for the USPST. He had a file wearing them yellow bracelets. What's it called? Liv Strong? Liv Strong. But yes, they're very well behind. But even if you go from 2009, the people who like the, late, the latest people to join that would be a part of that 2009 retirement class are nowhere near retirement age. And most of them <laughs> probably left the USPS by now. <laughs> so I know there's this proposed bailout plan for the USPS that is circulating through the Senate or whatever, but let's not forget that they're the reason that the USPS is here to begin with. And then they put this new postmaster general in place who has never been a postmaster general or even worked in mail rooms, carriers, or anything of the sort. <laughs> mail anything. <laughs> but also decided, you know how we're going to make the USPS better? Let's make the mail slower. This snail mail for real now. Let's cut a bunch of employees. Let's cut mail service days in certain areas. Let's just make the whole shit slower. Yep, I remember that. Where my mail wasn't coming, it was only coming like three days a week or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's was that was Dogecoin and a little bit of a peek into your homework for the USPS because I don't that's know. Ever gonna fully talk about it, but if y'all just want something interesting to look up, the USPS is a good one to look at. So. Right, right, right. Well, alrighty then. That was uh these bitcoins, which to be one thousand percent honest, this didn't make me feel any better about Bitcoin. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm sorry, cryptocurrency. Sorry, not so Bitcoin. Thing, so again, everything, all of them carry a level of risk. If you want to help. go with the most stable of them, it is Bitcoin, Ethereum being number two. After that, gets a little shaky, but. Okay. Yeah. If you say so. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, y'all, for listening to us ramble on about cryptocurrency. We will be back next week uh, with a new episode, a new crime. Um, please make sure to like, share, subscribe, comment, let a friend know, tell everybody of all the things that we talk about while we are here. 
-hmm. and I hope we sorry we hope to see you back next week and on that note we will see y'all later peace out bye